Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, you know, I got to tell you something. It is wild to wake up to news of Solomon Pena, the former GOP candidate in New Mexico, who is running for a House district seat there, who is now the culprit, according to New Mexico police, the mastermind behind politically motivated shootings that were taking place at the offices and homes of New Mexico Democrats. Why do I say that it is wild? Because just a couple of months before that, it was former Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home and her husband's skull being bashed in by a hammer. These incidents are becoming way too fucking common. These incidents are a pattern of behavior that is being stoked and celebrated on the right. And the irresponsible nature of the fucking mainstream media not to connect the dots for the American public is going to ensure that these acts of violence are now just the norm in our political discourse that to become a candidate for office, not only as a woman and as a personal color or somebody who lives at the intersection of multiple identities, not only are you going to have to just swallow online social media egregious attacks about rape and murder and all of these things, but now what you're going to need to build in private security into your fucking campaigns because We're creating a climate of chaos where nut jobs are not called out for the shit that they do 
who are elected and the things that they say, and they're posing with AR-15s or cooking bacon with their fucking guns or lining their children up as Lauren Boebert did in front of a fucking Christmas tree with all of their guns and thinking that this is the American way. And then you have people who then take this to right the next fucking level. And the mainstream media just goes ahead and ignores it. Oh, we, well, we don't really know what's in people's hearts or in their minds. Yes, you fucking do. Are you dumb? Right? Are we dumb to believe that the escalating rhetoric that we have seen from the Matt Gateses and the Paul Gosars and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Donald Trumps who said, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and watch my poll numbers go up, that has said at rallies, oh, go ahead and rough them up a little bit. I'll pay for your legal fees or said that in front of the Suffolk County police department when he was president of the United States, go ahead and rough them up to raucous laughter from police who are paid by your motherfucking tax dollars. So you have these elected officials with bullhorns stoking political violence at their enemies, referring to their political opponents as their enemies. And saying that people in the press are the enemy of the state. Do we remember when all of the bomb threats were coming in to CNN? Do we remember when members of Congress, particularly Democrats, were receiving white substance in the mail? This is not a game. But to them it is. And it is irresponsible. Irresponsible of the mainstream media not to be connecting the fucking dots and calling these people out. Why aren't Republican officials put on their fucking heels about the Solomon Pena's of the world? Why aren't they asked, why do you continue to lift up and turn Kyle Rittenhouse, a fucking murderer, into one of your celebrities? Why aren't these questions asked by reporters? Oh, because they're too chicken shit. Because their networks believe who are run by right-wing billionaires that if they were to pose those questions, then they would seem biased. Do you know what's fucking biased? Not alerting the public to violence that you know is on the fucking horizon. And as a matter of fact, folks, it's not on the horizon. It's here. These things, these incidents are going to go from being every few, they went to never happening to once in a blue moon, right? You had Gabby Giffords and the shooting that happened that cost her her political future, right? You had the shooting that happened with Nunez on the field in Washington, D.C. years later. Now these things that were once in a blue moon, horrific incidents that both sides would come out and condemn, you have being celebrated and elevated on behalf of the Republican party. And yet not a person in mainstream media coming out and saying, why aren't you condemning violence? These people took pictures at the stop the steal rally. Solomon Pena was at the stop the steal rally on January 6th. He took pictures and posted them on social media. He didn't concede his fucking loss, which was a lot because Donald Trump didn't concede his loss. These are all fucking copycats and they're getting their direction from one place. Elected Republican officials who are taking their cues from Donald Trump. Now, let me tell you 
who could have made this all fucking go away is Merrick goddamn we don't know where the fuck you are Garland. Right? If Merrick Garland, I don't know, was awake at the wheel and decided that he was actually going to indict Donald Trump for his whole host, whole host of motherfucking crimes, going back to, can you do me a favor though, to Zelensky, had he decided to drop charges on Donald Trump the minute that he got on Air Force One and took off after his failed first term in office, we wouldn't be here. Because you see, you would make an example of what is unacceptable of the office of the presidency, of what is unacceptable for an elected official. But because there are no handcuffs on Donald Trump, there are no indictments, there's no nothing, then all everybody is doing is taking a page from that book and saying, I can do it better. So I don't just blame the people who Solomon Pena hired. I don't just blame Solomon Pena. I don't just blame the Republican party. I don't just blame Donald Trump, but I blame those who are now in power that refuse to hold them accountable and are just setting us up this giant fucking tinderbox and their inaction is just allowing the gasoline to continue to leak and Republicans to continue to spark the fires that then they're going to say after the fact, well, it's hot over there. So maybe stay away. Folks, we are not headed anywhere that is good and anywhere that is safe. And, you know, I will also go forth and mention to Jonathan that I believe that the far right really does just want to kill their constituents. The question that I have is why? Right. And so I get into this and so much more with our good, good friend, our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel. Folks, you know that whenever we have the opportunity to speak with our friend, the good doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel, we are always thrilled. And unfortunately, every time that we talk to him, something bad has happened. Uh, as it pertains to guns, as it pertains to the rise and escalation in political violence in both, Jonathan, um, have come to the forefront. So, uh, folks, you may not know this, uh, but a couple of, I, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, uh, there were shootings that took place, uh, in New Mexico directed at Democrats that were holding elected office. There were shootings at their office buildings and their homes and New Mexico police were on the search for that person. Cable news in a large way was ignoring this. Uh, until this week when Solomon Pena, who was a former Republican uh, candidate for the House District, House District 14, if I am correct, uh, was arrested. And he was arrested for being the, quote, mastermind, according to New Mexico police, behind these political attacks. And they were indeed political attacks because he lost his election uh, by more than 3,500 votes. And guess what? He refused to concede. Who does that sound like? He has pictures posted up with, uh, at the insurrection on January 6th, um, talking about he will not concede just like he is, his president did not concede, Donald Trump, so on and so forth. And on top of executing, um, I guess, finding four people to commit these crimes, 
He also is said to have shot up one of the offices himself. So Jonathan, um, I mean, let me just get your reactions from solid, from this case and what we, what, how it started and what we now know about the quote unquote mastermind behind these attacks. Well, this is, Hey everybody. First of all, nice to see you. Um, again, we're talking about some crazy shite here. Um, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, certainly when I was growing up, this would be the kind of thing you would hear about in some like tin pot dictatorship or something like that. Like, you know, this is the kind of thing that was like, man, thank God I live in America because, you know, even though we have people who might do something like that, that's not what we have. We have a viable political system in the United States, which we still do in some ways. But really, this is America right now. We are that tin pot dictatorship right now. Or it feels like we're heading that way in certain kind of ways because these are the kind of stories, again, that you would hear from somebody who had a lot of silver foil wrapped around a cone on their head or somebody who was up in the mountains um, you know, in a Sasquatch movie or something. And now this is somebody who's a candidate in a mainstream political party doing this kind of stuff. And so number one is just how much the America that we live in right now, in so many ways, the extreme has become the mainstream, right? Mm -hmm. We've always had an extreme, but the fact that these extreme people acts, um, they just kind of carte blanche to do crazy stuff. And we're seeing crazy stuff. And I personally find this story terrifying. I really find it terrifying. Yep. Um, Because think about all the, I, I just put it into the bucket of like, think of all the people who are running for office right now who are like either heart beat away from power or in the case of George Santos in power, um, our, our, our entire political system, first of all, is attracting horrible people. And second of all, really extreme or manipulated views are, are either in power or too close to power. And that makes for a very unstable political system, which is what we have right now. And I feel like with all this debt ceiling stuff and all that, just going to get a little, get a little bit worse. You know, Jonathan, I, I want to pick up on something that you said, um, because there seems to be some type of crackpot pathology that has consumed the Republican Party in a way where, right, like this story would have seemed crazy 15 years ago, right? George Santos, as a character now and emblematic of the Republican Party, would have seemed nuts, right? And traditional, quote unquote, Republicans who are now have now long since died off would have denounced this person because they wouldn't have wanted to be associated with them. What has happened? What is the psychology and the pathology that has overtaken? I I don't want to say overtaken because that makes it seem like they are victims, but that has consumed the Republican Party, that more and more of these extremist figures have found their way to the center stage? Uh, Certainly, there is an issue with the vetting process, with the recruitment process. But I would also say, what are we looking for in a politician right now? Um, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, which is now the reddest of the red areas. But when I grew up, we had politicians who were certainly, we didn't agree with them. You know, people like Bob Dole from Kansas or some people from Missouri, but the, but the, but the reason they were in power was um, they had an ideology, a system of governance, 
um, a way of getting things done for their constituents, a way of bringing home the bacon or the tofurkey or whatever for, for their people. And, and now that's not the system we're in. The system is a zero sum. Who's going to own the libs? Who's going to be good in social media? The governance, having an ideology, having a perspective is totally second secondary. In fact, we, people are elected to not get things done right now. To, to, to overturn if the government is if the government is the the bad guy then people are elected to go in and destroy the government which is what we're seeing in the House of Representatives right now and so it's just a scary time because the people who are in these positions are representing very extreme positions um, but they also are in there to not get things done and I also think honestly with with Santos since you brought it up mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. some there's some other story here like like that Which business. one? Which one, Jonathan? Yeah. No, no, I know there are a lot of fake stories, but but I mean, the Russians have to be behind this, or the Saudis, <laughs> somebody's behind this. Like somebody basically bought a vote. Um, that's kind of the Santos story. And so again, there's something about the vetting. There's something about the process. And if you add that into the stuff I'm studying now, which is a lot of guns, right? This also the story in New Mexico is also yep. a story about guns. It's a it's a volatile moment. And again, I worry as as governance potentially starts to crack. And again, we're going to see it with this this debate about the the debt ceiling. Um, but if the government starts to kind of fall apart in terms of not just crazy people in elections in offices, but about the basic services it provides to people, which is what would be the implications if we default on on loans as a country, then you're really going to see even I think much more uncertainty, much more instability. And, and, and the things we're seeing now as news stories are going to start to feel a lot more personal. You know, something that you, that you said, too, I, I want to lift up because I, I, I did an interview earlier today uh, with the Young Turks and the Damage Report. And, you know, in the commentary, one of the stories that we were talking about is a recent segment that Tucker Carlson did. Tucker Carlson, you know, uh, one of the very important things that Kevin McCarthy has decided to do as the puppet of the House um, and the Fisher Price speaker is roll back a regular uh, uh, a policy that disallowed smoking in the U.S. Capitol building, right? So now that the Republicans are back in control, smoking can happen, and this is the only place in the entirety of Washington D.C. where you can now smoke indoors, right? Tucker Carlson does a segment, Jonathan where he's like, what's so wrong with tobacco, right? Who said tobacco causes any problems? This is the same man that has spent the last three years telling his entire audience not to get vaccinated and not to believe uh, uh, in a global health pandemic and to, you know, not to believe that uh, over a million Americans have died and continue to die from COVID-19. Now he's telling his audience and he brought on some crackpot uh, politician who had a pocket fill of cigars to say, there's nothing wrong with smoking and that's the American way. And tobacco is what America was built on. It was built on slavery because the only way to get the tobacco was to have enslaved people picking it. But I digress. What the hell is happening here? Like, is Tucker Carlson and the far right just hell bent on killing their constituents? And how does that look as a long term winning strategy when your constituents start dropping dead of either COVID? Because of a, because they refuse to get vaccine vaccinated or cancer, I'm not surprised by this at all. To be honest, for two reasons. First, I live in Nashville, and um, 
you've been able to smoke in restaurants and bars um, up until I think last year or the year before, but it was this thing about the government's not going to tell me what to do. Um, and the second part linked to that is um, public health is seen as the enemy because it's government funded research, Fauci kind of stuff, telling people what to do, telling people they can't just ride in their car with, without having a seatbelt on or enjoy their freedom to smoke. Of course, the arguments are not great for the other people who are driving down the road with you or uh, are in this restaurant inhaling your secondhand smoke. But the idea that any, there's any infringement on my liberty, which is kind of the whole idea of public health is like, we're going to make a decision as a community to do practices that may or may not work in an individual level, but at an aggregate level, they are um, they, they're for the betterment of human, human health. Um, and so I, I'm not surprised that any public health dictum, any public health injunction is up for debate. Um, I, I think I told you I before. Just, I, I, yeah, but I just no, think I, like I, smoking of all things, Jonathan, we've known for decades that smoking leads to emphysema, cancer, heart attacks, heart disease, all of the, I mean, we've had the Surgeon General's warning and people have raised the cost of cigarettes to prevent death that we know happens. So I'm just like, do they, is owning the libs to the extent that literally they're willing to die of whiteness and stupidity? Well, I mean, the, the other thing about tobacco, of course, as we know, is that there's a lot of corporate money behind it. So I yep. don't think, I don't think anybody who's coming out and saying those statements right now is just doing it because they, they're going home to smoke a pack of Marlboros and they want to freedom. I mean, I'm sure that, that, that this is not an accident, right? So the things we see people rejecting public health about are things that have very strong corporate backing, like guns. You know, guns are not great for people's health, <laughs> um, but they, there's a lot of money in standing up for gun rights. And, and certainly historically, we know from cigarettes that even the doctors who were support, supporting smoking rights were being funded by tobacco. I have yep. no idea if Tucker Carlson is, but Nothing would surprise me at this point. Um, there are constraints now on advertising hard alcohol, for example, but that's another example where there's a corporate there's a corporate interest behind overturning public health. It's not just an ideology, but then when it filters down, just telling people, oh, this is the American way and liberty and infringement, and you have your rights as an uninfringed person. So in a way, the trick of all this is getting individual people to do the bidding of these corporate interests in a way that shortens the individual lifespans, but is good for the bottom line of corporations. And, 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 and I think, you know, we're, we're stuck on the liberal side again with the, the moral argument, like, look how many lives seatbelts have saved. You know, ca car companies didn't want to have anti-lock brakes. People didn't believe there was such thing as secondhand smoke 25 years ago. And so look at all the lives that have been saved by by this kind of corporate accountability but if you have a if you have a, if you have a party who has it's the opposite of corporate accountability corporate unaccountability you're just going to see a lot more things like this where communal decisions that have been very hard fought are going to be be at risk the reality to me is like i'm like go ahead and smoke go ahead tucker carlson and your entire audiences i actually don't give a damn 
because I'm cynical and I really, I'm, I'm not looking to make the argument as to why you should care about your own health and the health of those around you. This is just going to be to me why you need to make sure that the people that you are electing governors and your local officials that have the say so over restaurants and the say so over, uh, communal and public accommodations are people with sense, right? That actually believe in real science and not crackpot bullshit. Um, that they, I, I mean, because to me, I'm like, they want to kill their constituents as a way to own the lips. I, I, I see other than the corporate backing that they are getting, I just don't see this as a long-term sustainable winning thing for Republicans. Let's bring back all of the things that cause disease and illness. Yeah. But I mean, as I was saying before, like it's, it's tied to power and, and it's worked across the South. Again, you really could there's a hamburger and vegetarian hamburger restaurant in on my street that I never go to because they allow smoking in the restaurant. And, um, and I just think like, man, sometimes I get home late, I'm starving, but I'm not going in there because I don't want to eat a hamburger and inhale a bunch of secondhand smoke. And, um, and, and so in a way, the things you're saying have already been in place. A lot of them across mm. the South for the most part, and it's not like the South, I mean, people don't like it in the South, but because this is such a way of consolidating power, um, I just don't think we can bury our heads in the sand anymore. I'm not saying you're doing that or I'm doing that, but I would say like guns is a perfect example here where everybody was like, well, we're fine if they want to do all those guns in those red states because we have strong laws in New York or Boston or Connecticut or LA. But it turned out that what people were doing was consolidating power in the South, creating a reliable foolproof voting um, block that then they took power in the South and then they took over the Supreme Court. And now the shitty gun laws from the South are gonna be imposed across the entire country thanks to controlling the Supreme Court. So I think as it makes emotional sense to say this stuff's happening down there, but this is a power play using the ju judiciary like everything else is. And so I think people really should pay attention because it's, it's coming to you <laughs> next. That's the lesson of guns. If you don't have a strategy for recognizing what's happening, it's coming to you. Last question for you, Jonathan, and I, I want to go back to the political violence. You know, a couple of months prior to Solomon Pena was the attack on uh, Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi. Prior to that, it was the insurrection. And I'm certain different political things that did not make major news that happened in between. This is becoming a pattern, right? Where we are becoming a place that is unsafe. We're now running for public office. Having a public voice is becoming increasingly dangerous. Do you see a way of this stopping before someone gets killed? Look what happened to Paul. The, the, look at the response to the Paul Pelosi attack. Do you, I mean, what you need now is people coming together in the middle and saying this is unacceptable. That's what. That's where this stops. When people don't think about party, they say this is this is not who we are as a country. A democracy is where we solve our problems and decide on key issues by peaceful means. And but it can't just be one side that that's saying that. Um, and I would hope that if it was a Democrat shooting, I don't know, Nerf darts at a GOP, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I, I would hope that the people who I support 
politically would stand up and say, I don't care what party we're in. This is not where we are. So until people start coming together, which requires two parties to start condemning this kind of stuff, it's just a it's it's a permissive attitude, a permissive permissive atmosphere for this kind of thing. And so it, it makes it super, super scary. I just say, you know, it is there is only one side to this issue. It is only one size that is aggravating the violence, that is stoking the violence, that is celebrating the violence. Um, but you're right until and uh, and I so I guess that the answer is that things are just going to get more and more violent um, before they get better, because I don't see Republicans coming out and saying this is not who we are. They just don't say anything or they cheer that person on and they become a celebrity in the way that Kyle Rittenhouse has. Yeah, I mean, we, the message should be we, we're a country of rules. We're governed by rules. Um, that's what makes our country great. That should be the message every time. And people who stand outside of that are not part of our establishment. Now, I haven't seen any response to Pena. I'm sure I'm sure he doesn't have a ton of supporters right now. But I would just say in general, the idea of supporting outcomes you don't like by violent means is something that is much more much more pervasive and really is is, is very concerning. I agree. Yeah, we're we're in a very concerning dangerous place. And so I will tell people to continue to be vigilant and to stay safe. Jonathan, as always, thank you so much for making the time for Woke AF. We appreciate you. Stay safe, everybody. And don't start smoking. Take care. See you next Please. <laughs> that is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF as always. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. And also, friends, I am becoming increasingly scared and worried. So please continue to keep yourselves as safe as you can possibly be and as sane as you can possibly be. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax and unwind tonight with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy work week flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 